Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. A friend of mine recently told me that after his wife hung her white nightgown to dry in the hallway one night, their cat started stuttering. Of course, it was a joke, but I think it's quite an apt joke. I guess we all know that in certain situations, and especially in the dark, we can be frightened by things that are not at all scary in the light of day. We heard in today's gospel how the disciples of Jesus were behind the locked doors for fear of the Jews. They were afraid because they had seen what had been done to Jesus. And they knew that Jesus' enemies would have been glad to get rid of them as well. Let us recall that when the Sanhedrin of the Jews decided to arrest and execute Jesus, they also decided to kill Lazarus, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. They would hardly have minded getting rid of the other disciples of Jesus. St. John doesn't mention this, but St. Luke says in his Gospel, speaking of the same event, that when Jesus came and stood in the midst of the disciples, who were behind the locked doors, they were terrified and affrighted and supposed that they had seen a spirit. In short, they reacted about the same way my friend's cat reacted to his wife's white nightgown. Jesus said to them, Peace be unto you. Breathe it on them and gave them the power and the authority to remit and to retain sins. This is very significant and helps to direct our thoughts to something extremely important, also in light what we have just seen, that Jesus' disciples were afraid. I want to share two stories with you. One of them was told to me by a friend of mine from his own life experience. It was not the same friend whose cat I was talking about before. The other story dates back centuries, even millennia, and is related to a saint whose feast was two days ago on April 14th. I start with the last one. It is Saint Ardalion. This is the Greek name. I don't know how you pronounce it in English. It is Saint Ardalion, the actor, who lived at the end of the third century and practiced the profession of mime, an actor. He was truly a great talent, which is why he is Presence in the theater caused crowding. On a public holiday, 
when the theater was packed and even the governor was there, as well as other state officials, Ardalion staged his show, making reference to Christians by highlighting their explicit courage with which they expressed their faith before the powers of the state. The patience they had during horrific torture, as well as the love they showed even to their executioners. Ardalion himself played a Christian who was cruelly tortured, and even though he suffered, he remained calm and peaceful. Ardalion's depiction was so vivid and amazing that viewers began to fervently clap for the skill of the artist who managed to inspire viewers' sympathy and admiration for Christians. When the show ended, Ardalion, after beckoning viewers to settle down, cried aloud that by playing his role, he has become a Christian and that Christ was the true God. The audience froze and the governor, who obviously became upset, ordered that Ardalion be brought before him. He tried to persuade him to change, change his mind, first with flattery and then with cruel, inhumane torture. But the actor remained faithful until death and received the crown of life since the tyrant, in the end, ordered that he be thrown into the fire. Here we see vividly three different reactions to one and the same event, to the revelation of one and the same truth. It was probably a play designed to mock Christians. In particular, this task fell on the actor who played the main role, Ardalian. We don't know how many times he had played this role before, but we do know that this time was the last one. Outwardly, everything was the same as the previous times, but inside the actor, something had changed to the core. Ardalion could no longer mock Christians and Christ. He confessed himself as a Christian and Christ as the only true God and King. This confession was probably accompanied by a severe inner struggle, even pain. The actor realized what injustice he had previously done to both Christ and his disciples with his acting. In fact, what an injustice he had done to God, his creator himself, who had given him those talents which he used 
to blaspheme God. Quite the opposite, the governor reacted, trying to convince the actor who had become a Christian to renounce his faith, first with flattery, then with threats and torture. And when Saint Ardalian disobeyed him, the governor had the disobedient actor executed. The third party was us, the spectators. We heard how thrilled they were with the actor's excellent performance. But we can be sure that they were just as enthralled with the entertainment they got from mocking, torturing, and executing their former favorite and idol. Unfortunately, this is all too often the reaction of the masses. All you need is a sufficient amount of bread and circuses to rule and manipulate them. Now, coming back to today's gospel, we can say that once again, Jesus came through the locked doors of their hearts, stood in the middle of the crowd and said to them, Peace be unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. One of those who are there, Ardalian, the actor, saw and heard him, conquered both his selfishness and fear and received the forgiveness of all his sins and the crown of eternal life. Surely Jesus would have been happy to give eternal life not only to Saint Ardalion, but also to the spectators and even the governor. Unfortunately, they were not interested. The second story I want to share with you is a little less dramatic. This was told to me by a friend of mine who is also a priest in our church, in our Estonian church. He told how his first work in the church was literally to crucify Jesus. Namely, he was a young student not a Christian at all, when he happened to work for a restoration company during his summer break. The company assigned him to repair the interior of a church. So his first work became the repair of a broken crucifix. That is, as he himself said, the crucifixion of Christ. Believe it or not, but it turned out to be such a life-changing experience for him that he got himself baptized and confirmed, switched universities and studied theology and now serves as a priest in a small country church. Telling me this, my friend admitted that 
when he realized what he was doing while fixing this crucifix, he was really frightened at first. It made him look inside himself, and what he saw there was not at all pretty or encouraging. Working slowly forward, he had time to think, to speak to the Lord in his heart. And so he did not let himself to be discouraged. He rather realized that it is the grace of a loving God that gave him this liberating and life-changing experience. The same crucified and risen Jesus, whose image he held in his arms as he was forced to nail it to the cross, said to that young student, Peace be with you. Fear not. Your sins will be forgiven if only you turn to me and acknowledge me as your Lord and your God. I believe we all have had similar experiences in our lives. I also know that there may be moments in our lives when we discover with a shock that everything is not quite as it should be and as we would like it to be. Then we are afraid and ask doubtfully if God still cares for us, if he really loves us. I assure you, God is still the same. And that's why he says to us today and tomorrow, the same way he said to the disciples on the evening of Resurrection Day, Peace be unto you. Do not be afraid. By our impious lives, we have all, like Ardalion the actor, mocked God. With our sins, we have all, like my friend, nailed Christ to the cross again and again. But he is still faithful and calls us to be his disciples and servants and most importantly, his saints. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.